Welcome to Politics Done Right. I am your host, Egberto Willis. This is a progressive program that will take the mystery out of politics. This is the program that will encourage you to make sure government becomes we the people. Whether you are liberal, progressive, conservative, or otherwise, you get to hear your point of view. We are an independent media outlet that, unlike mainstream media beholden to corporations, we only owe allegiance to you. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Remember, you can also send me a tweet at E-G-B-E-R-T-O-W-I-L-L-I-E-S. That is at Egberto Willis. Let us engage. It is politics done right. Well, folks, welcome to one more edition of Politics and Random McBerto. Will is your host. Thank you so kind for being a part of the show. We are going to have a great show for you today. Welcome aboard, Eric Hayes. Welcome aboard, Bridge MCP. Bridge, it seems like you want to take over the show right away. And it's yours, my dear beautiful lady. It's yours, it's yours. Here is the piece that you want. Wait a minute. Let's see if I can get it here. Come on. Get get there. Get there. Huh. Why isn't it going? Anyhow, I am going to pick it up and do it manually because there is some reason why this guy doesn't want to show up. But if you want to see it, there it is, my friend. There it is, my friend. There it is, my friend. There you go. Anyhow, uh, that is the piece that Bridge wants you to see, and it says, this is a tobacco smoke enema kit from the 1750s. It was used to put tobacco smoke into patients' rectum to resuscitate drowning victims. Doubts about its credibility led to the popular phrase, blowing smoke up your ass. This tool is still used by Fox News. Whoa, Bridge. Didn't know you had it in you, girlfriend. Anyhow, we're going to have a great show. Maywood, welcome aboard. Lee Grant, welcome aboard. Eric Hayes, welcome aboard. Bridge MCP, welcome aboard. Of course, we have Alistair Waters says, Happy Thursday, everybody. As well as Melanie Keelan from Barcelona, Spain. And we have uh, E2247, welcome aboard. And our beautiful union activist, the one and only Yvette Avery Herod, AVQ, is in the house speaking. Says, this hoax went viral through the right-wing bubble. USA Today fact check. Photos showing Trump arrested by law enforcement are computer-generated. A March 21st Instagram post, direct link, I didn't see it, archived. Link showed three images of police officers holding one fo- on to former President Donald Trump and another of Trump running from officers. Three of the images were screenshots from a th- Twitter thread with the captions... That reads, Donald Trump getting arrested today. What a time to be alive. The post generated over 70,000 likes in a day. While the Twitter generated over 40,000 likes, similar posts have spread widely on Instagram. Our rating altered. Trump has not been not arrested by law enforcement officers at the time. The post was shared. The creator of two images in the post confirmed that they were computer generated. The other two images are not authentic either, according to the forensic expert. 
We're coming up on the real truth world, the real post-truth world. There were, or rather, world where you really do have to fact check everything you read and see online, or you will be disinformed. I think it's sad that we're getting there, but when you know, you know. Again, when you know, you know. Anyway, we're going to have a good show for you today. The first topic of the show, I think, well, you know, I, I did two quick videos. Well, they're not quick, but I did two videos before I came on today. And I think I, I do want to start with the one with El Presidente Biden because he has some stuff to say. I also want to tackle um, Medicare Advantage. Uh, a piece that was out there with uh, with Senora, the Congresswoman or uh, Elizabeth Warren, as well as an issue with the Fed. So we'll we'll talk about that. But uh, Biden today did something important that I think Democrats needed to have done long time ago, and I want to discuss that. And I'm going to start with that today. Let me see if I have to salute anybody else. Lee Grant, welcome. If I missed out on anybody, forgive me. And Alistair Waters, I think I called you out as well, my dear beautiful lady. Uh, is there anybody else I'm missing? Okay. Uh, more will come. More will come. Only YouTube. Nothing goes to FB. Oh, I'm so sorry. Uh, I hope someday they get these connections between these applications together just fine. Because it is this application that I'm running right now that actually moves the data between the, the different platforms that we are all working on. But anyhow, 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 anyhow. Uh, let's see. Before I start, common sense thinking here. Home Depot founder Ken Langone, the crook, uh, you got an administration that's spending money like a drunk sailor. Every program they see they want, they're completely indifferent to what it costs. All this White House knows is spend, spend, spend in an environment where you already have serious inflation. Let's stop. Well, after we play the video that I'm going to play about El Senor Biden and what he and approaching rural voters, I want to ask Eric, who is spending like a drunken sailor, and specify to me what you think we are overspending on. I really want you to think about this, and and don't come out yet, brother uh, 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 AVQ, because you know where I'm going here. Don't say it yet, AVQ, because you know where I'm going. I want you to specify where the United States government is overspending its money. And what I will prove to you, because I know where you're going, what I'll prove to you, number one, is first of all, you're absolutely wrong. Langone is absolutely wrong, rather. Langone is nothing more than a capitalist crook. Number two, I'd like to remind you well, I tell you what, let's go ahead and play the video and let's leave, let's put some thinking in your head. If you're willing to do some thinking, tell me what you would cut, specifically how much, and then we can have an intelligent conversation. Just regurgitating something from some uh, thieving uh, capitalist doesn't help me. So go ahead and let's do that. Anyway, here comes the video. Today is the anniversary of the Affordable Care Act, the 13th anniversary, I believe. And President Biden did something that I think has been lacking for a very long time. He actually went ahead and campaigned to rural America. I mean, he's not going to win everything. He's not going to get all these votes. But for the sensible people, 
that listen to this speech, they will say, I have a choice of who I will support because it will materially affect my life because it's a matter of life and death. I want you to see how, how Biden started campaigning to rule America, something that every single Democrat should do. They won't win it all, but they will probably win enough to create the winning delta. Check this out. Mega Republican Congress are intent on repealing the Affordable Care Act when it's clear it would be a, have a devastating impact on the American people. We still have the House Republican, we still haven't seen the House Republican budget. They want to negotiate. I say, I've laid down my budget tonight. You lay down yours. Let's negotiate. I don't know where the budget is. <laughs> no, I'm serious. There has been no budget. As my brother would say, go figure. Uh, but look, um, the budgets are going to show what, what they value. The former Trump director of budgets uh, advising the MAGA Republicans in Congress has a plan to slash $2 trillion from Medicaid. I guess that shows a little bit of their value set. He wants, to, he wants to end Medicare expansion under the Affordable Care Act and make additional deep cuts that could lead to nearly 70 million people losing critical services. 70 million people. Most of them are seniors, people with disabilities, and with children. And children, I should say. And some could lose their health care altogether. And there are a number of other areas that are cutting Medicaid or repealing the Affordable Care Act would have a huge impact. You know, uh, what people don't really understand, my Republican friends always talk about how they care about rural America. Well, guess what? Let's take a look at rural Americans' hospitals, which lose funding they need to keep the doors open. That's one of the reasons why so many are closed. Already, rural residents, rural residents have to travel twice as far to get to a hospital as folks who live in cities, which is partly why trauma patients in rural areas are twice as likely to die before they get to a hospital and more would close. Not a joke, more would close. They couldn't stay open. If our Republican friends get their way, more rural hospitals will shut down and the problem will even get worse. So I don't want to hear about they value rural America. If they get their way, seniors and people with disabilities could lose access to home health care and with it the ability to stay in their homes, which by the way, shows it extends life of the people. People would much rather stay if they could just with a little bit of help in their own homes rather than be go to a home and it's less expensive <laughs> medicaid medicaid also pays for nursing home care for about two-thirds of all americans who live in nursing homes well it'd be different if they were able to stay home medicaid and the quality of care in nursing homes goes down when that happens millions affected by the uh, the opioid epidemic lose access to drug treatment. And for the millions of middle class and working class currently covered by the ACA marketplace, even if they manage to keep their insurance, it could cost them thousands more each year. That's just a glimpse at the damage repealing the Affordable Care Act would have on gutting and gutting Medicaid would do. But our value set is fundamentally different than our Republican friends. So we will never let that happen. We're also strengthening Medicare and Social Security. In fact, my budget will extend the life of Medicare trust fund beyond 2050. And meanwhile, MAGA Republicans in Congress, MAGA Republicans are threatening to gut 
and eliminate these programs. You may have seen our uh, back and forth to the State of the Union, eventually State of the Union. Never quite saw one like that before. <laughs> and uh, when uh, the distinguished congresswoman from the mountains of Georgia were saying, liar, liar, uh, all of a sudden, and then others started, and I said, well, they said, we don't want to cut it. So I went through it all. You may remember my sense. You're not going to cut Social Security Medicare. Holler, stand up. Well, a lot of them stood up. Just tell the press, they're all on camera. All the ones that stood up. I sure hope it's true, but I'll believe it when I see it. You paid into Social Security and Medicare from the first paycheck you ever earned. And I'm determined to protect it. Let me close with this. <clears throat> 13 years ago, thanks to the leadership of Barack Obama and some of his staff are in this room here to help get that passed. I'm a, if I start to name them, it would take a long time. But I want to thank them. We made history when the Affordable Care Act became law. We changed America. We gave millions of people peace of mind. We did something else. We also took a giant step toward realizing the fundamental principle that we hold as Democrats and as Americans, that health care is a right, not a privilege. Well, we're not all the way there yet, but uh, there's more to do. So let's finish the job. Let's protect lower prescription drug costs for everyone. Let's expand health care coverage for more people get so they get care. Let's keep building an economy from the middle out and the bottom up. And let's remember who we are. We're the United States of America. Nothing is beyond our capacity when we do it together. So God bless you all. And let's keep fighting to get it done. That is what I'm talking about. That is how you have to expand your base with the message. We've already said that most Americans, more than 60% of Americans, support real, true, progressive values. It is high time now that we cauterize that into the minds of people so that it would influence their vote. We're not asking them to change from being a Republican. We're not asking them from changing from being a swing voter. We're asking them in every election, vote your needs, vote your wants, Vote your expectations. We spend a lot. Absolutely so. Absolutely so. So, I mean, it is, it is, I, I want to tell every, every person that's running here, what President, uh, President Biden did right there is something Democrats have failed to do from the inception of uh, the Affordable Care Act, from the inception of the Medicaid expansion to the Affordable Care Act. Let me give an example. Every time a hospital in rural America closed, we should have the head of every single, of every single Democratic Party in every county converge on that county and let them know the reason those hospitals are closing is because they don't have the funds to stay alive and the reason they don't have the funds to stay alive is that the state of Texas chose to kill its residents instead of supporting the Medicaid expansion to the Affordable Care Act. That is when, when I talk about, the, the, I talk about the, the dereliction of duty of Democrats in, in allowing fallacies to cauterize 
in ignoring many in the rural areas who pay a bigger price. They pay a bigger price than those of us in the city for Republican malfeasance, for Republican inaction, for Republican evil. They pay a bigger price. They hurt their own people. So whenever one of those hospitals closed, it was incumbent upon Democratic leaders to go into those communities. But too often they leave those communities as they're lost, they're stupid. They, those people don't know. They are not lost or stupid. They're just uninformed. And it's our duty to go out there. Yes, there are some of them that will never change. We have some in this room. But you know what? A mother sitting down with her daughter who is sick and a hospital not close enough to be with that daughter. Of course, they will see the light. You know, you are not looking for those dumb-headed guys who simply want to show their testosterone. You show a mother what's going to happen to her kid because of the policies of evil people. That's all you got to do. Because I don't care if you're a Republican mother, a Democratic mother, an independent mother, what kind of mother? There is that nurturing spirit within that which gives life. That's always there. I've seen it. I've seen it. So don't buy into that crap. Now, uh, going, going, I, I have to talk a little bit about uh, the, the TikTok issue. I'm going to get into that as well, but let's go ahead and see what we're saying here. Um, para ver, para ver, para ver. Uh, let's see. Restream, restream. I'm going down. Uh, if I miss something, guys, just put it back in the feed again. Uh, Eric Hayes wants to audit the Defense Department. I agree with that, but he also wanted to cut stuff. No, to uh, no, no free stuff for college? No. Uh, paying for our students' college is not a free stuff. Paying for college for students is paying taxes forward. In other words, uh, people who go to college in the aggregate, not completely, but in the aggregate, will afford themselves a higher salary, which means they will pay more taxes. They will provide more in, so far, the way our system works right now, they would provide more taxes for the next, the next level. Secondly, uh, we want our corporations to pay for our colleges. When somebody graduates out of college and they go work for a corporation, that corporation is, is benefiting from that intellect and labor from that educated person, that college educated person, and then they take that excess labor that they don't pay them and give that money to their shareholders and their executives. I've sent that educated student, that educated graduate, those stockholders make nyet. I've sent that educated person, those executives get nyet for bonuses. So let's get our heads straight. Stop being indoctrinated by a capitalist system that simply lies to you and tell you you are not but a cog. You have to understand your worth. You have to understand your work. So please, uh, there's nothing called free college education. It is education. It's an investment in our country. That's what a college education is. And to put that on the burdens of people, what it does really is it creates a fallacy about meritocracy. Because 
for the wealthy who can send their kids to college and the poor who has to work hard to go to college and do all these things, it means there is an initial barrier for that person who doesn't have the income to go to college. It's no different than redlining. Instead of redlining in homes where uh, minorities, people of color, have lost their wealth because of redlining, people have lost their wealth because of implicit redlining caused by the educational system that's that's nothing more than a class system unless public education including at the college level is provided as an investment let's get that clear let's get that clear and when uh, so so um so don't ever let anybody say oh free education forget about that it's not true all right let's see what else we got here para ver para ver para ver para ver para ver uh, Bri says, e, Eric, we went over this yesterday. Like that, you know, that's, that's, I get that. Pa, uh, let's see what else we got here. Eric Hayes. Eric, you're dominating the discussion, I guess, with some of the preposterosity. Okay, let's see what we got here. E2247 says, so after he performs his threatened citizen's arrest on himself, he'll no doubt plan a prospective self-pardon to take effect upon his intended oath taken on January 20, 2025. Oh, brother, you that was funny. E24, I mean, uh, that was funny. That was funny. All right, let's continue here. Uh, uh, Charlie Lindahl says, from Newsweek's article, a 28-year-old video of Joe Biden calling to freeze government spending. Yeah, Joe Biden said that. You know what? Here's, here's the thing. I like when people bring back what Joe, Joe Biden said in the past. You know, he said a lot of stuff about a lot of things in the past. He's that old. That's what he does, right? But here's a kicker. I respect the person who was wrong and comes and sees the light. President Biden has seen the progressive light. He understands that in a, in a, in a corrupt, in, a, in, in a, an economic system predicated on greed, in an economic system predicated on selfishness, in an, educate, in, in an economic system predicated on I will take mine. You try to get yours if you can. He understands that we do need to have a robust uh, social safety net. Kudos to El Señor Biden for learning. Yes, it is true that once he said, I mean everything I put on the block. Yes, he said that. He did say that. And we don't need to sugarcoat any of that. But he's changed. The ones who have not changed are the Republicans who constantly want to take your, 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 your benefits away. But here's what's worse, all right? They want to come up with a plan. So the brother, brother Biden, he comes out with a budget that keeps Social Security strong, Medicare strong, Medicaid strong, but it costs money. And what does the Republican, what is our Republicans trying to do? What have they presented? Niet, zero, nada. You know why? Because what they want to propose is something that not even their own support. We have to understand this, people. Es importante que entendemos lo que estamos hablando. It's important that we understand what we're talking about. All right, continue. Let's see. Charlie Lindahl, I know Biden used to be a forecut in Social Security. Not anymore. Exactly. Exactly, Senor Lindahl. And saludos, Lindahl. I don't think I saluted you before. Welcome to Politics and Right. Uh, let's say what else we got. AQ, you got that for sure. Deborah Moyer says, Es la verdad, Egberto. You're absolutely right. 
Deborah Moyers. Preposterously. Whoa, big word. LOL. You know what's the funny thing about it? Uh, I don't even know if it's a word that is gram that is uh that is correct. I was just trying to conjugate the damn word, uh, my dear dear lady. That's all I was doing. I hope it's a good word, but if it's not, forgive me. We're not perfect. Anyhow, let's before I get into the next subject, I want to talk a little bit about TikTok. Okay, it drives me crazy that most of the people talking about TikTok doesn't understand absolutely anything about databases, data acquisition, and how things work. Let me give an example. Let me give an example. It is a word. Wow. I'm, I'm happy it's a word. Uh, so here's the deal with TikTok, folks. When you hear, when you listen to TikTok, in con the, the argument on TikTok in Congress, to you it sounds like TikTok is controlling what you are putting into the phone and they're monitoring everything that you're doing, right? What they forget to tell you is that TikTok is just a piece of software connected to a database somewhere. But let's get a little bit deeper. I'm gonna, I'm gonna take something that is very technical and make it simple because they're lying to you again. They want to get rid of TikTok, not because TikTok presents a a security problem. It does. But so does, does, uh, so does Facebook. So does every one of these applications present a security problem of some level. And they're all equal. And they're all vulnerable. And they can all be exploited. Remember, the first thing you have to understand is TikTok is a piece, just like Instagram is a piece of software that operates on a phone all right that's the first that's the first thing you have to understand it operates on a phone the phone is not owned by china the phone is not owned by anybody other than you now how does the phone transmit data the phone transmits data under two premises one it uses if, if it's on wi-fi it uses your localized Wi-Fi, your own Wi-Fi system to transmit and receive that data over the internet from that central database controlled by TikTok, controlled by Instagram or whatever. So the path is this. I write a piece of software that runs on a machine that I own and that send and receive information from this machine over my router to the database that's owned by TikTok. TikTok is just an application. The second path is that it goes through not your Wi-Fi system, but it goes through the telephone company's cellular network, eventually going to some router and getting to TikTok's database. So that's the path. At every, there's somebody who owns every piece of that path. You own the phone. TikTok owns the application. The telephone company uh, or the, 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 the um, network company owns the data flow. And, of course, TikTok at the back end owns the database. So we're, we're okay now. All of these companies, that's how they operate. There's no magic there. Now, all the things that give TikTok additional data, when you take a picture, that picture gets things like 
location data. It get things like what time of the day. It get all that piece of information, not from TikTok, not from anybody else. It gets it from the data on your phone that you, that you put there. Again, it's the data on your phone. So you are voluntarily providing that information to TikTok. Now, if you really wanted a secure network, a secure system, where certain pieces of data are not related, right? It's not TikTok, the application that we should be going after. It would be the phone manufacturer that we're going to that says this information cannot be transmitted. We're not going to do that. So when we have all this huge argument as far as banning TikTok, it does absolutely nothing because let, let me tell you another thing. We live in a capitalist society where data is God. All right? All the data that's collected on this phone is not only the purview of TikTok. It's not only the purview of Google. It's not only the purview of all these other companies. This data is available in many locations, many places. Let's get an example. You go to a website. That website collects the same kind of information that TikTok collects right now. Just about every website, if you take a look at the metadata inside of every website and the, the, the code behind that page that pulls up in your website, all that data that TikTok transmits to its database is collected by websites. And websites that are run by Google or, or that pass through Google and many other, and other websites, they aggregate your data right? TikTok doesn't need the TikTok application with 150 million Americans because it, 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 if it's a government thing, it can buy that data on the market right now. Because all the different websites, the major websites that collects all this data, all that data is aggregated and accessible. If you don't believe me, go ahead and Forget about TikTok for now. Go to a website. Do a scan for a pot or some, some discernible thing. Do a search for it. And then start going to other sites. And notice that you are going there. They know what you search for because it's kept in a cookie both locally and sometimes remotely. Okay? So it's important for us to understand that this discussion, this big hula bar that they're bringing up on TV, big, oh, TikTok is stealing your data and all these other things about TikTok. It's the waste of time. It's a complete waste of time. I write software. I understand how this stuff goes, goes around. It is a complete waste of time. And it's betting on folks' ignorance on how Data transfers, how you get data from one app to the next, how you get data between, uh, uh, between com these different things, and actually between databases. And look, I wrote stuff that actually got data from the PC, the Apollo, etc., to the space station. So what I'm trying to tell you is don't believe any of what you're hearing like, oh, these are such a big threat. Our, our local companies, our national companies, 
they first of all they they don't appear uh, uh, behave like national companies they're all for sale right they are all for sale all the data is for sale and it is important that we get that and not get get tied up in this let me give another caveat here uh, not the apollo the apollo uh the apollo platform that was back in the 90s there was a there's an apollo uh station not not uh, apollo workstation that had to transmit and receive data from the space it was actually something on the space station as well or it was going to be on the space station i left before uh we decided what was going to be deployed on the space station ps2 uh, Apple, it was PS2, Apple, Apollo, and I don't remember the other platform. I wrote this stuff called the TIFM interface, a transfer interface module that actually took TCP IP and connected all these guys together. But anyhow, so, so the thing is, is the following. It's a, it's a following. Let's not be fooled into believing what these guys are saying. All right. So don't, so I want you guys to be the, the, the informers on TikTok. It's a, it's a bad message. They're trying to knock TikTok off because TikTok presented stuff in a form that people like. It's capitalism as they like it. I don't have. I like free enterprise, and I I want TikTok to remain. I want Instagram to remain. I want Facebook to remain. I want YouTube to remain, and I want uh, Snapchat to remain. I want them all to remain. That's what we're talking about. But what they want is TikTok has dominated the system because. It created an, a, 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 a workflow that people like. And many people have created businesses. <coughs> many people have created businesses based on TikTok. And what would happen is these guys would shut down. Of course, they would migrate to Instagram, which Instagram has a platform that, uh, that, that are trying to mimic some of what TikTok is doing for people to be able to monetize what they're doing. In fact, they have subscriptions. Now, I've set up subscriptions on Instagram. I haven't really set it up well on, on TikTok yet or anything like that. But it's important for us to know all of that. So please don't fall for the, for the, for the hoopla, for the people hyperventilating about what's going on. All right. TikTok bashing is China bashing that's been going on in the white right wing for 15 years. Eric Hayes says, guess the balloon shutdown was just a weather one. No, actually... That was a spy balloon. We know that. Uh, Michael says, so what's the difference between TikTok gathering data you're giving them from the social media and Facebook, Twitter, Twitch, YouTube, or any other social media uh, uh, collecting platform, your data, and then reselling that data? China can buy your data, or you can give your data to China directly. There is no difference. Thank you, Radin. Very smart statement. I think I alluded to that in, in, in what, what I said. Uh, the difference is they are our app stealing our data to make money. TikTok is Chinese and stealing our data so the Chinese can try and indoctrinate us. Not true, Maywood. Uh, here's this. Uh, if you take a look at what's being done on Facebook, more indoctrination is being done on Facebook than on Twitter. I mean, uh, than on TikTok. The great thing about TikTok is we have a lot of tick people on TikTok using it as a teaching platform. I've learned a lot from educators, from researchers who have created their own in, uh, instructing platform on TikTok. It, can TikTok be used to indoctrinate? Yeah. But what we know proven is that Facebook has been used to indoctrinate 
during the Trump, uh, the Trump run in 2016. And they were very effective at, at doing it. Now we are smarter. And, you know, when it comes to TikTok, I only follow folks that I'm learning things from, folks that are giving me quite a bit of history. And by the way, when I hear, when I learn history on TikTok, I actually go reconfirm it in various places, not one, not two, but validate what we're reading. In this world, you should never take the word of one person. I always ask all of you that are listening to me to please just don't listen to what I say and accept it. Go ahead and research it. And better, where I have failed at in, 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 in saying a wrong word here or there, it is incumbent on our community here to be, for me to be corrected. And you guys have done it. You guys have corrupted me many a times before. So that is what it's all about. That is what it's all about, Brother Mainwood. Uh, Bridge says, the only issue of concern is not the application. It is the users, a.k.a. kids, and that it's parenting issue, not government. Exactly right. Peggy Lopez says, GOP talks about a lot of things they don't understand. Now, Florida cannot talk about menstruation. Imagine that. Helps to not understand pregnancy. Helps to not understand abortion. It's so sad. It is so sad. Uh, Dr. Mr. Doe says, for a country that illegally opens police stations in countries all over the world, uh, maybe access to U.S. citizens' data is not a good idea in the hands of Chinese apps. I don't quite follow you, Mr. Doe, but I don't quite follow what you mean. Uh, Bridge MCP says, government officials use their own phones as well, which is wrong. True. Uh, Peggy Lopez says, hey, nice spring day here. Great. I'm glad you're having a nice spring day, uh, uh, Peggy Lopez. I'm scrolling down to read some more of our great people. Melanie Keelan says, never been there. I don't know what you, where you mean. But Michael says, Peggy, our economic system is such a staggering differentials between wealthy and the poor who are underwater in debt. Exactly right. Uh, the longer we live, the more I seem to owe. Is that? But you know what is so funny? I'm glad you said that, Melanie, because here's what happens a lot, too. We have a lot of people who purchase homes, right? And they pay their homes off. And then they're, they're enticed. You know, you've been struggling for such a long time. You, sell, you, you pay off your home. And yes, you want to leave your home for your offspring. But then somebody comes up and they tell you, Hey, um, we can, you can extract the money out of the home. And you still it's still your home. And you still live there. And nothing changes. Go for a vacation. Enjoy your life. You've, you've worked so hard. It's called a reverse mortgage. It's one of the most evil things. I hope I never need to use one. I, I, can't, I can't hurt on people who are using it, but I hope I don't need to use it because what, what many people are using it for is really, really just a, a matter of the wealthy taking back the little that folks have gained. I hear you. I hear you, Melanie Keelan. I hear you. I hear you. I hear you. Um, Egberto, speaking of Facebook indoctrination, Mother Jones... Two-thirds of all Facebook users who join extremist groups are guided to them by Facebook itself. Exactly. Uh, Eric says, free world, educate yourself. Don't fall for bad things. All right, Eric. I don't know exactly what that means, my brother, but I'm sure you do know what it means. Okay. I have uh, those effing reverse mortgages. The bank is your best effing <laughs> I hear you, girlfriend. I hear you. I hear you. I hear you. All right. Last video that I want to show you is about the big fraud. So let's go ahead and play that. And then we'll go ahead and uh, maybe I'll have time to talk about 
the other two issues. Let's get busy one time. I so get tired of pointing out that our economic system is a fraud. Jerome Powell, the chair of the Feds, yesterday went ahead and increased interest rates by another 25 percentage, uh, 0.25 percentage points. Okay? Now, the idea is they want to bring, they want to force people to spend their money on interest instead of spending their money on products. The idea being it reduces the amount of products and services you buy and forces the corporations to drop their prices. In other words, they want to inflict pain on you, remove whatever excess cash you have, not put it in the bank or anywhere else, but then allow the, the corporatocracy for those who are still willing to pay to still collect on those higher prices. Understand the scam. The scam is this. They won't tell the corporatocracy, stop stealing the people's money with this inflationary costing of your products, irrespective of there being demand or not, or rather shortages or not. That's the magic here. I want you to listen to this and then we'll take it on the other side. The Federal Reserve just announced another rate hike, moving the target rate up by a quarter of a percentage point, making the new range 475, 4.7525%. Jerome Powell is trying to thread the needle between fighting inflation and not further rocking the banking system. Joining me now is NBC News business and data reporter Brian Chung. It's a hard needle to thread. Really tough. Um, yeah. So this point... Uh, this quarter of a point rate hike is—is is this going to be the end? What are we? What are we feeling? What are yeah. we thinking? Well, I mean, for right now, I mean, it seems like the Federal Reserve is saying we're going to watch how the data unfolds. But they did release economic projections that show where rates could go in the future, and it's basically forecasting one more twenty-five basis point hike by the end of the year. Now, for what it's worth, this was an interesting meeting because prior to all the banking issues, the story was inflation was high, make interest rates higher so that they can get inflation down. Right? We're all feeling that at the store. But the issue is that one of the dominoes to fall that led to Silicon Valley banks collapse was higher interest rates. It wasn't the only reason. It was mismanagement. Some bad bets as well. Mismanagement on where interest rates would go, but that yeah. was partially uh, behind that. So the Federal Reserve decided to go with the smallest rate hike it can do, which is a quarter point in today's meeting. But whether or not they continue to do so in the future, the Fed Chairman Jay Powell was saying in the press conference, it's really going to depend. So on he how says by the end of the year, another quarter of a point. I mean, there are multiple meetings between now and the end of the year. That, that so that could mean that. Yeah. It's just it's going to flatten out. Well, I, again, I think the, the expectation is that at some point later this year, they will stop the interest rate hikes. And, you know, the Fed chairman was saying in the press conference, look, we're not talking about cutting rates anytime this year. But all of this depends on how all of this unfolds. We don't yeah. know whether or not inflation is going to get back down to their 2% target anytime soon. And we don't know whether or not the bleeding from this, these, these banking issues has stopped. And that's a reason why the Fed is, is there another way to get inflation down other than rate hikes? I mean, is this could it just be supply chain issues? Are there other variables here that could organically lower inflation if, if Jerome Powell doesn't continue to get yeah. involved? Well, it's it's housing. I mean, the biggest contributor to inflation right now is housing, the cost of putting a roof over your head, whether through a mortgage or through rent payments. And the story, though, is that the government data is showing it's still very much pressured in terms of high inflation being partly to blame from these high housing costs. But if you look at more high frequency measures of where how much we're paying for homes and also for rent, uh, it actually ends up showing you that drops were happening effectively as of the end of last year. It's just the huh. government data has been a little slow to pick that up. So if the government data picks that up closer to the summer, maybe inflation does come. Here is what I want folks to understand. I really want you to understand this. 
we can we can have as much money in the markets and we won't get inflation if we have enough products for that market, that amount of cash in the market. And we have not really had per se a shortage. Look around the country. There are empty homes all over. We have a huge homeless population, but the prices of homes are high. Why? Because there are groups of people that control many homes and many subdivisions that they buy up when they were cheap and they decide when to rent them out to maximize their profit. Same applies to any product that you buy. Look at the profit ranges that you have in corporations today. That excess profit that you see them getting, when they come on Wall Street and they're, they're happy, record profits. Every time you see record profits, look at your poor neighbor. Look at your neighbor who can't afford to send their kids to college. Look at your neighbor who can't afford to buy the, the milk. Look at your neighbor who is going to the food bank. That, you know why they're going there? Because that extra cash that they would have otherwise had is in the profit it's in the hands of those rich people who are clamoring about how great their businesses are doing because of inflation, because they simply raise the prices, not because there are shortages. And now this force of an interview says, oh, rents are high. That's really what's causing inflation. They are given every possible reason why there is inflation except for the real reason. Corporate greed corporate incompetence, corporate selfishness, and unpatriotic behavior by corporations. How, what do I mean? Well, if you build all your products overseas, including your microprocessors, most of our most expensive or most intricate, most, the most intricate microprocessors are made in Taiwan, a small island that China claims and one day may invade and put us all in trouble. Why? Because we didn't want to pay the American worker to build these products. And we say, why do we support policies like that? Well, you know what? Republicans who many of you support, neoliberals who many of you support, are the ones who push these types of policies that ultimately hurt us. We have to learn. We have to do better. We have to remember that the supply chain problem didn't have to happen. It happened because of corporate ineptitude, greed, and much more. They don't have much upstairs. They know how to play the, the numbers that's on basic arithmetic. But anything algorithmic, anything differential, everything integral, they don't understand. Please, let's go ahead and, and, and let these folks know that, you know, when they talk about take our country back, we need to take our economy back. We need to not. We need to not take our economy back because we never really had it. We need to own our own economy. Yes, we need to own our own economy. Peggy Lopez says, GOP lawmaker, very sad. Utah parent used to use his, his law to request sex-ridden Bible be removed from school. I just find it astounding all these guys are so scared of books. You know, people may read books and get intelligent. And when they get intelligence, a lot of folks will realize, oh my God, you mean we allowed these clowns to fool us for so long? Shame, shame, shame. But he says, when I was in business, we would make import wicker furniture. One item, a small wicker chair was 50 cents for us, $1.50 for wholesalers, 
who then marketed it for the Cabbage Patch dolls and sold them for 25 Capitalism or greed? You know the answer to that. Greed. Somebody's getting slave labor to build it at 50%. The wholesaler who can sell it for $1.50, you know, that is acceptable because of risks. I mean, you keep a lot, you know, when you buy a lot of products because you, you want to have an oversupply of product, you, you increase the price in, enough so that you can have some of the product will eventually be thrown away or put on, 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 on uh, what do you call, liquidation or something. But the idea is you have a lot more of the product so that you have convenience for the people. You know, that, that is how we kind of work on things. All right, let's see. Do not reply to me, Michael Rudnan. Eric Hayes, our, our education system never trained our citizens. This is from Bridge. Uh, citizens to properly research. Social media lies to people on a regular. Most people do not bother fact-checking to find out when they are being lied to. Results is in false beliefs and an end to thinking. Sadly, one side of the aisle is probably worse at this than the other. Yes, and look at, look, absolutely so, right? All right, what else we got here? Uh, para ver, para ver, para ver, para ver, para ver. I, I love the way Melanie says, the longer I live, the more I seem to owe, which I covered before. Uh, let's see. Bad Orange Man has something for you, for you as alternative. Not interested in the Bad Orange Man at all, at all, at all. Daniel Ledo says, no, no, first, Michael Rodney says, Bible is pro-misogyny, pro-incest, pro-polygamy. It's, if the banned book standard is to be applied, then it probably belongs there as well. You know, a lot of people don't know all the things that are in the Bible. It's amazing. They preach it, but they don't really know it. They really don't know it. Egberto would not call it censorship. It was white power for kids. That was being banned. Um, no, I would not want to ban the book called White Power for Kids. I think that is a very instructional book. And you know what? Most of the kids who read White Power for Kids would probably think those people who say white power are pretty damn less than intelligent, should I say. All right? So, no, I would love, I would love a look, I know a lot of white kids that, I, that my daughter grew up with. And if we gave them a book like that, they would look at my daughter and say, you know, uh, some, of, uh, some of these people were so darn stupid, huh? You know, that's the kind of kids we have today. Uh, yeah, you guys are trying to destroy the minds of many by making them, you know, less than, uh, less than, let me, let me be kind in the way I say it, making them less than kind. But, you know, I've seen enough of them to know it's going to take a lot of work for you to make these kids bad. Anyhow, anyhow, um... So the, the, the thing I want to cover real quickly is Medicare Advantage. I want to read this real quick. Uh, Medicare Advantage industry scare tactics and lobbying intensify over efforts to fraud. Let me tell you what the article is about because reading it is going to be too slow. Biden uh, wants to institute some policy. The, the, the way Medicare Advantage works, the Medicare Advantage per person costs more than standard Medicare per person. And... That extra money that they get per person, they are able to then fool people into going into Medicare Advantage and charge them, uh, for give them eye, ears, and teeth coverage. All of that without charging them any money. It's not true. In reality, what they do is they do what's called upsizing. 
up sicken, if you will. They, they, for every single person, uh, by the way, the person who pays the Medicare Advantage bill is the government who pays the, med the standard Medicare bill. And they bill as if each, each uh, insured is much sicker than they really are. And then, and, and how do they get to make the kinds of profits that they make? They provide less services, they provide less medicine, they provide less of all these things. And these are all studies, okay? But they also charge more to the government. So they give you less services, charge more to the government, and that money is what goes into the pockets of the executives and the shareholders. And this entire article titled, uh, titled Medicare Advantage Industry Scare uh, and Lobbying Intensify. So this is what they do. And this is why I say Medicare Advantage is a fraud. It costs us as a country a lot more money to have Medicare Advantage than standard Medicare. If we were to get rid of Medicare Advantage altogether, we could just have standard Medicare that covers everything. Bridge MCP, thank you so kindly for your super chat. Some people have blinders on and keep repeating the same things every day. No matter what proof you show them, keep this show going anyway. Plant that seed even if you don't see it grow. I am seeing it grow, my dear beautiful. I am seeing it grow. I get emails that if I were to show you a few, you're like, ah, I see why you do what you do. Um, so, yes. Yes. And yes. Uh, Medic if we were to get rid of Medicare Advantage... Standard Medicare would cost less, and we would, as Bernie Sanders have been requesting year after year, we would be able to give ears, eyes, dental, with no necessity to purchase a Medigap program. But we have to work at it. We have to work at it. It's not going to happen automatically. The industry, the thieves in the industry, they are out there trying they're out there trying to keep their cut of the pie. They want to keep taking our money because it's free money. They don't work or do anything for it. It's free money. They are the, they are the ones that, they are the freeloaders. They are the ones that are the takers, not the American people. They are, those lobbyists in this article, those are the ones that are taken. Anyway, we are close to the end of the show. I want to ask all of you to please support the program. Just like Bridge MCP has just provided us with a great super chat, please consider providing us with super chats, providing us with whatever you can. And what I'm going to do right now is I'm going to go ahead and give the options. Please consider uh, becoming a patron. Politicsdoneright.com slash patron. Patron is spelled P as in person. P -A it's it's P-A-T-R-E-O-N, politicsandright.com slash Patreon, politicsandright.com slash P-A-T-R-E-O-N. Alternatively, if you want to find all the different ways in which you can support our program, please go to politicsandright.com slash support, politicsandright.com slash support. It has all the different ways that you can support our program. We cannot do this without you. We honestly can't keep doing this without you. It has been, I, 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 I'm frank, it's been hard on, on doing this on my own. reason I don't have a lot of help is because I can't afford 
to have the help henceforth the 16 hours, seven days a week working. I thank you all for supporting the show however you can. Remember, a lot of little, a lot of little subscriptions, whether it's to my Substack, whether it is to my Medium, whether it is to my blog, whatever you do, help us get the message out. Help us tell the truth. Thank you so kindly for having been here. My name is Egberto Willis. This is Politics Done Right. And you guys know I end, how I end this baby. I am what? Out! We spend a lot of time deconstructing the news, trying to, trying to parse it into a form that everybody can understand. We try to find those little nitpicks where uh, it goes, it flies above the fray, etc. If you really like these videos that we do, I want to ask a big favor. Please go ahead, number one, subscribe to our channel, and number two, please join if you can. Thank you so kindly for watching. Keep watching. Please remember to share. We must populate the entire internet with our progressive message, a message that we know is what most Americans say that they want. So help us please join.